is is more deserving of a of a of a team of mm-hmm. a basketball team because I play. Relocate, relocate, more deserving. See, that was your problem, my brother. You played in New Orleans, but you didn't become one with New Orleans. You never got to know New Orleans. You just collected a check in New Orleans. But we got you, though. Yeah. Yeah, them haters clap. Now we clapping back. Check them standings out. We one of the best. We know the build. We know the strong. We 504. We prove you wrong from worst to first. Just watch us work. We won't bow down. You hate it still. We turned around. So what's the deal? We Pelican Nation. New Orleans proud. New Orleans proud. It's Pelican Nation. New Orleans proud. It's Pelican Nation. Yeah. Watch your mouth when you speak about us. Because you don't know about us. Keeping it real with that sports pod, legendary coach rock, go 17, let's rock. Who that? Boss kick, black and gold, let's go. First and goal, from the one, best believe, we go punch. Punching in, get them punch, with them saints, watch us march. Down the field, down your throat, keeping it real, who that sports. Breaking news, interviews, open lines, just for you. Call in, join in, Pell Nation, just win, B.I., Mount Zion, Coach Green, oh my, CJ, JV, Trick or Trade, Jose, uh, keep it real, baby, keep it real, baby, uh, keep it real, baby, keep it real, baby, keep it real, family, it's a family affair tonight, baby. I know you surprised. I ain't tell you we had special guests coming through, and they don't need no introduction. You already know the hardest working man on YouTube, the one and only Hoodie Jube. What's up, Hoodie? <laughs> Hold on. The show started? The show started? <clears throat> I'm here. I'm here. How's everybody doing tonight? Me, hey, I'm doing this fine. I'm doing this fine. <laughs> Let me tell you, like he always says it. Come on in. Take a seat. Put your feet up. Grab a drink. And you better pop some damn popcorn, too, because it's about to be a great show tonight. Yes, I introduce the next guy. Introduce the next guy. Well, the next guy, he's the reason all of us here. He started this thing. He got it from the mud. He's the godfather. Y'all already know who it is. The one, the only, the big homie, the one and only. Big Q, what's going on, baby? Welcome to the show, big brother. Shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Brother Randolph, the invite. Much love to my boy, Hoodie. Uh, appreciate you, bro. Y'all doing fantastic work in the Who That Nation, baby. We in here. What's poppin'? We in this thing, man. We in this thing, man. And to the family in the chat, Demetrius, come on in. You call them OG, Uncle Jerry, what we call him. Come on in. Elite Goods, how you doing? Come on in. Pelicans Nola, how you doing? Come on in. 
Who else I, I gotta get you if you uh oh trail 504. How you doing? Come on in. Saints Uptown, how you doing? Come on in, my brother. I'm gonna put the link in the chat for you, my brother. Uh, who else we got in here? Uh oh, that's Derrick L. Derrick L, what's going on, my brother? Come on in. As you come on in, number one Saint fan, aka the scientist. How you doing, my brother? Keep it real, baby. You already know. Keep it real, baby. So uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. Oh, we got a queen checking in. Who that Dana? Who that Dana? Come on in. All right, family. So look at here. We about, we about to get down to business, man. Ah, hoodie and, and Q. First, first question, man. Are y'all as tired of this Sean Payton um, news as I am right now and ready for it to be over? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, Dolph, uh, I'm not, bro. I mean, uh, it, at some point, you know, the process got to work itself out. He's still interviewing. Um, you know, it, it let it. I think it should be. I think the pace is fine, you know, and eventually I think probably over the next several days we'll be able to get a good trade package to get him packed and shipped and we can get into our offseason stuff and find out what we need to go in the draft and things like that. But I think the pace is fine for right now, bro. So what the um what's your thoughts, Hoodie? Before I go to the next question, my brother. Um to be honest with you, I'm not ready for it to be over because he ain't okay. really interviewed with that many teams. And you know, the more teams that get involved, the better chance you might get, you know, with some draft picks because the other team might be desperate and want to offer something bigger, you know, stuff like that. So with just the teams we got right now, some of them don't even seem like it's going to be worth it, especially the Broncos, you know, um, who's got their second interview today. They don't look like it's um, worth it to me. You got a late pick, so like 29, 30th or whatever. So you're going to have to offer me another first round next year if you want me to give you something, if it's that late of a pick. Right, right. Uh, one team that surprised me that didn't get in this, the Indianapolis Colts. I thought I thought they may be interested in, in Sean, but they haven't seen uh, come to the party yet. And today we got news, of course, that the Arizona Cardinals are um, – they've thrown their hat into the Sean Payton sweepstakes and they're meeting with Sean um, this coming Thursday. So with that being said, man, speaking of uh, – I know, Hoodie, you were just talking about the Broncos and uh, they, they draft on um, capital, man. Let me pull it up right quick. There we go there. Can you guys see that, man? We go. Let's see. I got I ain't there to check bam. There you go. If I had it, you can see it. So that 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 that's their draft capital right there, man. Now I, I for one, I am not just looking at this year as far as with, with, with the draft capital that the uh that the Broncos have. I mean, you like for instance, that that first round pick will now be probably 30 or 31 if the um 49ers um go on to win the Super Bowl. But remember, the Dolphins are uh, forfeiting their um, their picks, so there's only 31 picks this year anyway in the first round. So to me, I would take that first round this year. It'll be like a high second. So you actually, actually you have two two tools, and I want both of those threes, and I want a I want a two, a four, and a six next year, plus cash. If if, if it's Denver, what's your thoughts on that? Hmm. I would say no, just because um, 
to be honest with you, with the other teams that do have, you know, better first-round picks. Um, and by the way, I know a lot of people, and I'm going to say it like this because I've been talking about it on my podcast. Mm-hmm. We know we most likely will not get a top-five pick for it because it never happened in the history of the NFL. You probably won't see it. But I always ask people, how much do you think Sean Payton is worth? We had that talk on my podcast the last two times I went live. Um, 90% of us said we think he's worth a top five, and then we got 10% of us in here saying he's not worth the top five at all. Um, don't know who those 10% people are, you know. I feel like they're kind of cuckoo in the head when they don't think he's the top five because of what Sean Payton is worth. Um, but, like, with these other teams, I think the best team that will have you the best option and the best option for Sean Payton was um, the Texans just because they got pick number two and pick number 12. So – they don't want to give up, you know, a top five pick for someone. They can keep that for someone to use that if he needs to draft his franchise quarterback, you know, if he wants to. Or use that for a trade package to get another, you know, veteran quarterback if he needed to. And they can give us that 12th pick, you know, which is a higher pick, and give us something else, you know, in the package, you know, maybe like a second or third or something, you know. That would be more reasonable for us. But like I said, there's other teams that I think that can give us better offers, especially teams that's going to be desperate um, for a head coach. All right, and so you're saying the Texans. I think the Texans might give you the best. Um, But the only reason why I do say, because I always tell people this, don't ever count anything out, right? The Cardinals could be a really good trading spot because they really just need a good head coach to help coach Colin Murray around, you know, get that organization around. The defense ain't really that bad. They can, you know, adjust that by adding a few good players. Offense. To be honest with you, I know how they said they want um, to trade D-Hop and he wants to leave. But if you bring in a guy like Sean Payton, you know, maybe he'll like to stay, you know, because he knows that, you know, he can get Kyler Murray right. He can get that offense right, you know, get the ball into DeAndre Hopkins' hands. So he might want to stay instead of having to trade a great player like D-Hop. And the other thing is, too, people be like, well, I don't think they would trade a top, you know, three pick for him. And I'm like, yeah, it never did happen. But don't forget, top three picks are mainly for – your franchise, that's going to turn your franchise around. So Payton's going to do that for you, and it ain't like he's got to draft a quarterback because he's got Kyler Murray there. So he, that's one team I think that could bite on it. If they really was desperate and they really want Sean out of everybody else, they'd be like, here, this is what I'm going to offer you, my top three pick. That's what I can offer you, okay. which, would be a good, which would be good for us. You know, you can get it like a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stride or somebody like that. All right. Q, what's your thought? It's interesting, bro, because um, it depends on, you know, not so much as on the Saints as it is on Peyton, man. You know, I think right. he directing the play. Uh, although I like the uh, Texans setup, it's not the proper setup for him, even though he didn't, uh, you know, poo-poo the deal up to, to, to the Texans. And, uh, of course, the reports say he didn't interview well with them. But uh, it, it's coming out saying that Denver's a top spot. But we knew that all the, all right. the time, I mean, that Denver. They got, the, they got a very powerful ownership group with a lot of money. Uh, we knew that um, – Russell Wilson. So, I mean, it really fits overall. If you look at the four teams, of course, Arizona uh, has yet to interview him. That's supposed to be at this upcoming Thursday. So uh, we'll be intrigued to see how the Bidwell group do in luring him out there. So that could be like one of the teams that's like um, a sleeper team out of the the four teams we currently have. I, I think Denver's the top spot for him based on the things that he's saying. Now, you know, Sean Payton don't want no challenge. That's why he, loved, he left the Saints. 
Yeah, I mean, he yeah. had the perfect. He made great. He had the perfect ownership group here, and the reason why he left the Saints here is because the the quarterback position is unsettled. He didn't solve that position, so he's looking to go somewhere else where it's solved, and a group that's going to pay him the twenty to twenty five million dollars a year that he wants, which probably um. It's going to be a record deal for a head coach to make that kind of money. But right. if anybody desperate enough to pull that maneuver off and is in shape to make such a move, it's definitely Denver, man. They're primed for him. They've been looking at him since they got rid of Hackett. Right. They've been looking at him uh, way back in the day, and they're lining up second interviews. Second interviews is a good sign saying that what right. you want, how you want it, what you want to do with the general manager position, they're just ironing out the wrinkles. So, you know, like we see, Arizona, they'll do it. They do diligence. They said that he interviewed well with Carolina, but these other teams uh, have quarterback issues. Kyle Murray is dealing with an issue. I don't know how healthy he is. I know he's hurt. I mean, in terms of how long the, the process would be for him to come back for the, right. what has he got, an ACL issue or something or whatever? Yeah. So, so it, it is, uh, if any of the th- the teams that we currently have in this, in, uh, that's going into the Sean Payton sweepstakes, the one that is a clear out front winner for his services is them, but they fit the, they fit the most with him. As far as the Saints, man, they, right. they picks way to the back end. They don't have a second round uh, pick this year. They got a third. So at some point, I seen somebody post. I think Ross put an interesting package up there with the Broncos. They they seeing this narrowing down to the Broncos. They saying the first round draft pick this year, a fourth round pick. They're gonna leave him with their third, a first next year, and I think a first or a second next year or a third or something like that. He put. I think that's that that probably be more likable. Of like, I, I want two firsts for Peyton, and then y'all fill in the black blanks on however it is. Uh, but two firsts for Peyton this year and next year, and then y'all throw the rest of the picks in however that goes. But we got to get two firsts for the man. Yeah, I mean, so so looking at the Broncos picks, if, if it's the Broncos like it's looking at, so we take we take that uh, it's twenty nine here, but like I said, now it'd be the thirty or thirty one. So you you take that first, and you get a first next year. I can't see them. Why I, I'm not leaving them with two third round picks, man. I, I need at least a 69th pick, and then give me a six, and then next year a, a one and maybe a four, a one and three, like that. I can't. That that's me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you say Ross said it that the Saints are looking at a one and a four this year. They don't have a second round pick, do they, Randolph? Who that? The, the, um, that's the Broncos picture yeah. got up there on the screen, yeah. right? Yeah, they, they don't have they got two threes. Okay. See, yeah, got, we get yeah, you uh, should get one of you should get one of them threes, bro. Probably the later of the threes. You know how Peyton and this is the thing too, bro. Remember, what kind of what kind of trader are you having in terms of a general manager? Who how, how aggressive is Mickey Loomis gonna yeah. be in terms of demanding capital? Remember, Sean Payton gonna work against him because Peyton wants to go there and if he goes there he ain't gonna want you to take all of his picks he's still gonna want to have some picks to be able to operate with the bill or to take care of whatever needs he wants to do do the draft so who's gonna be more aggressive in terms of 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 making that happen how would Loomis behave against Peyton and from memory he's always been uh, agreeable towards Peyton even when Peyton uh, had his interest that was selfish interest onto his own self um, Loomis basically put his thought processes above anything else. The coach we have, that was him. A lot of other stuff that was happening, that was him. So how aggressive is Loomis against Peyton? Because really it's still Peyton demanding it. It's not so much Loomis. You see what I'm saying? The right. power is Peyton. 
Because if Peyton don't like the play, if he don't like the situation, he could just go sit on the bench. But with Foxy, that's his fallback option. So, I mean, at some point, you know, I don't think the Saints are going to be super aggressive to, to Denver because really Peyton kind of orchestrating this thing. He decided on where he wants to go. He's using his leverage there. So I, right. I still say we get whatever they got first round pick. They got two thirds. We get one of the thirds uh, there, a first next year, and y'all fill in the blank on it. I just right. want two picks for the dude. Uh, two first rounders and you throw in the rest of them. Yeah, two first rounders the floor. That's what I care about. Yeah, you could draw a third or a fourth or however you want to sequence right. it from this year next year. Two oh. ones. You got to get two ones for him, bro. It's too it's too many teams out there, bro, that's looking at Peyton that's willing to give the Saints two ones. The Panthers are saying that they saying they're talking like Denver. We're gonna do whatever it takes to land Sean Peyton. That's that's Tepper. He dropped right. that. So if that's the case, you have to compete with whatever they're willing to give. Denver is willing to give two ones for Peyton. They're willing to pay him the twenty to twenty-five million dollars a year. They're willing to give him power. Uh even small they're gonna work that out. But that's some of the things that Peyton's going to command. Why would he not command a say somewhat in the general manager position? Uh, what calls are being made from a personnel standpoint? So the thing I'm looking at is for next year, next year's draft QB wise is going to be much better than this year's draft. So I can kind of see that. Let's say we get the first this year. And like you say, um, maybe the, and just the third, the one and three this year and the one next year. And maybe another third and a fifth next year, you know, because next year's draft is stacking up to be quarterback um, friendly. Of course, you got uh, everyone's expecting the kid from USC, Kayla Williams, to come out. Yeah, I, I for one think a sleeper that will probably come out next year resides on Willow Street. Um, I think Pratt is right now. I I, I think he's like a, probably a fifth round pick, but once he he gets to um, working out and going to Canada and all-star games. I think his stock is going to go up. But I I think next year is the round that we um they need to select a quarterback because this year's quarterbacks outside of Bryce Young, I know the Saints are falling in love with Kentucky's um quarterback, Will Levis, because um Jeff Island's been to numerous uh Kentucky games. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you and if you look at Kentucky's offense, they kind of play Kentucky's offense kind of plays the way that Dennis Allen wants to play. So that so um, th- that's something to um, to look at to, to keep in mind, man. So uh, as far as the Arizona Cardinals, they they draft capital. Um, let's see what they got. I'm not because. They just, and you like you said, you say he's familiar with he, he was a ball boy or something for the big big wells, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's where yeah, he started off as a ball boy with the Bidwells. And he has a he had a connection uh to it. And it's weird how those circles are, man. Like uh Peyton's a circle guy. A lot of these guys, they're in that circle and they start off, it's just like it's the same story over and over again. If you think about it, think in your mind how many other people were ball boys that were, or, you know, that worked at, you know, at some level, some professional team. Wasn't that the case with Fitzgerald? Wasn't Gerald Fitzgerald running around there doing stuff like that for a, a, a team before? So, I mean, I, I've heard that story countless times over the years of of, of people, uh, uh, kids around the sport, and then ultimately they. They became in the circle and then they went in and aspired to the greater positions in it. So it's the same old story that you hear. 
But yeah, he, he there's definitely connections to uh, most of these teams, to be honest with you, because you know you cross over these people uh, in the, in them in them tight circles. So the NFL world is not a very big world, you know. It all comes down right. to who's inside that circle. All right, um, Saint Uptown said, so I don't think he's going to go to Arizona either. Larry, shout Larry. out, shout out, Saints Uptown, man. What's up, bro? Yeah, man. Because right now, Uptown, man, it, it's looking like he's um. It's like like we say, it looks like it's gonna be them. I mean, second interview, like like you said, everybody knows when you go in for a second in, interview, you're mainly going out there to hash out details about yes. your contract, um, the 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 who who's gonna be, you know, the the control you're gonna have over right. your roster and, and everything like that. So I think these other other uh interviews he's going on, I think he's just going on. To make sure that he's making the right decision, I think for him to pull out of going, possibly going to Denver, somebody's going to have to wild him. And um, like you said, Denver's got the money to, to pay him. You know, the Bidwells had the money to pay him. Temple's got yep. the money. You yep. know, so he he's in a no lose situation. Now, some people have been saying, "Well, we lose everything if he go back. His contract's not up with the Saints to twenty twenty five. Correct. So. A lot of people were thinking um, that it was up next year. No, Peyton's contract ends in 2025. He quit in the middle of his contract. Yeah, he man. quit. Right, he quit in the middle of – yeah, not stepped down. He quit yeah. in the middle of, of his contract on us. He, he decided – he been wanting to quit. As we all know, we done went over yeah. the nausea. He been wanting yeah. to walk away. But so with that being said, when I'm looking um, – as we look at Arizona's pick, they only have five picks this year. This this um currently for this season, uh, they got they one they got they well one one through five well one through six or one through five. Let me see. Damn, I might need to put glasses on. Well, one one through six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they won. They're missing the five, Randolph. I see yeah. it, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're missing that five, man. It's a six, man. So they got a six. So looking at Arizona, I mean, definitely a first round pick. Now, but but they first they they have one, but they first is a three. They're not giving up that three, unless, like you say, unless they get into a bidding war and realize, like, how bad do you want them? Right. You know. Now, if Denver, if 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 they're willing to throw that third in plus a one next year, then fill in plus cash consideration. That that's what I want. How much cash consideration do you think that the Saints can get for um for Sean Payton? Because I know um, in the Gruden trade, um, Tampa received uh, eight million dollars. So yeah. do, do they look to double that or, or come or get a, at least quarter of that, maybe twelve million for them in cash? What's your thoughts on that? I, I don't know, Randolph, about the cash portion of it, man. Uh, that's a good question, bro. I mean, I don't know if that's even a consideration for the Saints. Um, Outside of the draft compensation, you know, the, the 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 pick compensation, I don't know if money is even a factor. I mean, most times, if you think about it, how often do the Saints, uh, you know, when is the last time? It's been a while, man. If I got to go back and really think about it, the last time the Saints made, uh, uh, you know, they made a high pick, not like a low pick, but like a maybe a, a first, second, or third, or they traded somebody importantly where they had draft, where, where they had cash considerations. I mean, I'm saying Mickey Loomis is not, you know, imaginative enough to to request that, but that's a good question, Randolph, because really the two first round draft picks occupied they come from they're inspired by the giant Gruden trade. 
several years ago. We got, you know, that that's the table in which we eaten off here with the Sean Payton thing. And remember, we always talked about how Gruden got two first round picks from the Buccaneers and eight in two second round picks and eight million dollars. And he didn't even have a championship then. No. He didn't win that Super Bowl to that following year. Right. So so that to me is why, you know, they're going to have people that try to devalue Sean Payton, but you can't devalue Sean Payton because Sean Payton, from a historical standpoint, based on that, he should you should still be able to command the same things. But it's up to whether that not the management group right. are more stern and what they're asking for it and still be in a league with Sean Payton where they don't piss him off, where he decides uh, that. Uh, they, the Saints, uh, you know, will be flexible on what they're asking. As long as you get the first, they might want not. They might want to keep the two thirds. Would you say, okay, listen, we'll take the two first, uh, but we need our two thirds. Would you be willing to take a fourth this year, and then we give you a second for next year? That type of stuff, or even if they throw in the extra pick in there. Right. So I mean, where's the flexibility at with with Mickey Loomis? And I think he'll be real flexible because he's gonna want to work out something that's positive both for him and Sean Payton. That's yeah. how I see, it, bro. All right, family, we have been joined by the co-host of the Keeping It Real Sports Podcast, the one and only legendary Coach Rock. Coach, what's going on with you? What's going on? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Good, brother. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good. So, Coach, what's your thoughts? I just joined in. What, what's look your comment? At, right, right now, we're looking at Arizona's pick as, as they are scheduled to interview Peyton um, Thursday. But mm-hmm. right, also Peyton is scheduled for a second interview with the um, with the Denver Broncos. And we know when you go in for a second uh, interview, you're mainly going out there to hash out contract uh, details and, uh, you know, dot, dot your I's and cross all your T's. And uh, we looked at Denver's um, picks. They have one in the, late in the first round, which is from the 49ers, so it'll be 30 or 31. They have two threes. They don't have a two this year. Um, Q and um, and Hoodie are saying that they want two two ones, a one this year and a one next year, and then just fill everything in as for uh, uh, after they get the two ones. Um, I don't think you're gonna get a two ones. Whoa! I think you get a one this year, maybe a two next year, maybe uh, two twos in the future, but you're not. I doubt it. Because I, I, me had this conversation yesterday, though. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with this is, is this going to be business for Mickey Loomis or is this going to be about the friendship with Sean Payton? And, right. what, and, and what I mean by that is that Mickey Loomis might just settle for anything just to make sure Payton gets this job. Because my thing is, if he goes into a kind of a negotiating thing where what they want and say, hey, then we'll say, hey, we're not going to give you this. Would the Saints back away? And if Sean Payton really wants this job, or would they just settle for anything? That's my biggest concern about the, about the whole issue, man. All right. Hoodie, Hoodie, what's your thoughts, my brother? So my thoughts on the Sean you know, Payton stuff um, and Coach Rock, I do think Sean Payton, um, you could get two um, first-round picks. It just depends on what type of first round. If it's Denver, late 29, 30, 31st, you know, 32nd, then, yeah, you're going to have to give me a second uh, second first round pick next year because that's not high enough when you got teams like the Houston Texans who can give you that 12th pick, you know, and they got higher picks that I would take 
Right, right. He said two ones. I know that it's gonna get one, but he was saying two ones. Yeah, get, yeah, another one next year. Yeah, and another one next year. That's what I was saying. Because Broncos mm-hmm. thirty. If you're giving me your thirtieth pick, that ain't nothing in the first round. That's that's like a second round almost to me. So you better give me another first next year. Right. I, I mean, I, I could. I have no problem with what you're saying, but like I said, I'm just will Mickelnormus fight for this team. He needs I would to. just be. Just a friendship thing to say, hey, whatever you offer us, we're gonna take with Sean Payton, just because. So you, you know, yeah, and that's my that's my biggest concern with all of this, man. All right. Well, my thing is this, man. I um, I think Mickey Loomis, man, that he he gonna have to do what's best for the Saints, man. I, I'm like this. He, say say Sean wants to go to the Broncos, and the Broncos try to lowball the Saints. Why do the deal? You still got him to twenty to the end of twenty twenty four. If he want to go back to Fox, let him go back to Fox. I mean, hell, we got Dennis Allen as the coach and uh, Pete Carmichael the offensive coordinator. Anyway, we ain't gone no damn way. <laughs> and that's so, what I'm saying. It's, it was those perfect example. Those two guys built our friendship who've been around because we all know both of them should be gone. Right. Well, we all know that, but <laughs> but, but they're not gone. They're not gone. And um, as we was told Friday night, management is not happy with the way Dennis Allen is running the team. Why the hell you double down and bring him back and his offensive coordinator? But like um, Q had been saying, it's about that money. The Saints don't want to pay that money. They're scared to pay that money. And also, don't forget a couple what, a couple weeks ago when the NFL sent out all those letters to the team telling them about all the money that they are playing former employees, coaches, and management and administration, administrators. So don't think that doesn't have something to um to do with this also. Q, what's your thoughts on that? I think you're hitting on it, Randolph, man. Uh, to keep it a buck fifteen with your brother, you you spot on, bro. It, it, the thing about it is, it's all about the money. The Saints and a little bit of laziness and lack of vision too, bro. I've been kind of pulling from this and this kind of common thing, man. Uh, remember the Saints set up on Sean Payton for what 16 years when they, we finally ran out of juice, quit on the team. The Saints didn't have a fallback option. The fallback, really, they did. The fallback option was to listen to Sean Payton and hire his boy as the head coach of the team, even though he lacked the qualifications and the resume, right. versus people like Brian Flores or even Doug Peterson, who won the Super Bowl before. I mean, he got the same Super Bowl, uh, the same number of Super Bowls as Sean Payton do. Right. So, I mean, at some point, you know. There's a lack of vision there, but I think the Saints didn't want to break the contract, whatever the contract is that they signed with Dennis Allen after one year, because that comes with you have to break him off, pay him off. That's money. And then come up with more money to hire his replacement and do it right. And then that's two back to back years after 16 years of sitting on your tail with one coach and just having a, a, a whole dreamy paradise type situation occur. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, it just don't, it don't feel right. So they're forcing you to kind of sit behind Dennis Allen. But the reality is, this going to be bad because Allen didn't do well under the little bit of pressure he had post Peyton. Now you give him a second year when you, when everybody knows it was clear and obvious that he not that he didn't deserve to come back. That the team is despondent. He alienated players, you know who it is on the team, the, the quarterback position don't have a clear leader in order to have success in the NFL. You got to have two things, a good coach and a good quarterback. 
The Saints right. simply right now are struggling with that. He alienated Jameis Winston. We don't know what's going to happen with that. And do they have the vision moving forward to fix the real things that's wrong with the team, even though those things have something to do with the head coach and the coordinator who stunk it up? So the fire Dan Rouchard, who in my opinion is a sacrificial firing, just to say that they did something, is ludicrous. So at the end of the day, it's it's a sacrificial firing. They had to fire somebody, bro, to make it seem like they're doing something. I thought it was risen. Should have been risen when it first happened. Should have been risen. That's who the damn show should have been. I'm with you, bro. Because the last two and a half years, all this special teams unit has sucked. Coverage wise, blocking wise, everything. All it. I agree, bro. You know, I agree. So I mean, why? Like, like it. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, I don't know if it was Maul, Marley Maul, but some. Uh, uh, JT, JT said the good old boys. You know that friendship. Right. Shit, you know, like, like we've been talking about. Yeah, circle boys. You know? Right, them circle boys. I want to welcome yeah. to the show, Mod. How you doing, my brother and Uncle Jerry? We are gonna get Mod, then Uncle Jerry after that. Mod, you live. What's going on, man? Saint Subtown. What's going on, man? Minister of the who that nation. What's going on, bro? What's, What's going on, on bro, bro? What's up, big bro? Welcome What's to the bro? show. Welcome to the show, my what, brother. What I say about this, right, is that, like, uh, Mickey Loomis is in no way, shape, or fashion could he accept a bad deal for this dude. Okay? okay? Because he hasn't done nothing to acquiesce to the fans, none this offseason. Every I, there's not a single Saints fan that I know <laughs> that like Dennis Allen. I don't know a single Saints fan on Twitter. I don't know a single Saints fan personally. A single Saints fan on YouTube or nobody that <coughs> likes Dennis Allen. I do. Then he doubled down on his BS. Lord knows not I know. Did he keep Dennis Allen. He kept Pete Carmichael as well. You understand? So ain't no way in hell could he accept a bad deal for this dude. He he has to throw this fan base a bone. Right. He has to throw us a bone. And I'm with what the brother said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't get a good deal for him, right? Mm-hmm. Have him go sit his ass back on the couch for Fox. Yeah, what I say. Okay, you go sit down, you go vote it. You go right over there, sit down for Fox again, bro, and we'll 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 replay this again next year. Yeah, you oh, understand? Yeah. And so what? Y- y'all got to realize, right, that we wouldn't, technically speaking, we wouldn't be screwed, okay? Because we did have two first rounders last season, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So technically speaking, we getting ours. We exactly. just got ours a little earlier exactly. last year. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So, technically speaking, we wouldn't be screwed. And the only way that we would get screwed in this whole instance is if somehow that Trevor don't live up to be, don't live up to the expectations. If we tell Sean Payton that he got to go back and work for Fox again. Right. Now, if Trevor end up being the truth, right, like Chris Olave is the truth, then we good then, right? Because we had already got ours. Exactly. That's how I'm looking at You understand at what I'm saying? So we don't need to be accepting a bad deal when it comes out of this dude. I agree wholeheartedly with BQ. We need to get two number ones. Either you give us two number ones, no talk. You set the hell up and let this dude go back to Fox. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Big it up, town. 
straight like that. All this second round and all this flim flam, hell no. We want the bones. Right. Okay? You didn't give us nothing. You kept Pete Carmichael. You fired the damn tight ends coach. How are you going to fire him? And, and here it is. Jawan Johnson has emerged as our top tight end, which means that he did his job. Yes. That was a flim flam firing. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? That man did his job. That man been here for years doing his job. Rizzy. Rizzy. You understand? How it is, right? Your current, our current head coach, seven games is the most games that he has won in a season in his whole feeble career. The dude is like 15 and what, 36 as a coach or something like that? Right. About 28% winning percentage? Man, you suck. <laughs> yeah, we are. We want the bones. We right. want the bones, Mickey. We want the bones. Otherwise, right, Sure, I can go break his ass back on Fox. Yeah, I'm not. I I, I know a lot of family members are, are kind of nervous about that. Well, well, in case he goes back to Fox. Let him go back to Fox, sit there another whole year. Like you said, we'll revisit this next year. If he, if he's, if, if we go around down the same road next year, he won't, he won't be working in the NFL to uh, 2025. And by that time, hopefully Dennis Allen will be gone and we'll be on to a new regime. Because right now, the Saints have a lot to prove to the Who That Nation. We ain't got no confidence and nothing, nothing going on over there in that building. They have to prove it to us. And when I say prove it, once again, I'm going to say it again. I'm not talking about coming out next season, starting 4-0, 6-1, 7-2, everybody getting excited. Damn it, I'm talking about winning division, advancing past the division around. You have to at least get to the NFC Championship game. And we all know right now, sitting here today on January the 23rd, that shit is highly unlikely to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No, that, that, that's not going to happen. When we don't even know who our quarterback is. And then we, as we found out Friday, you know, then Mickey Loomis built this offense for Jameis Winston. Jameis gets hurt in the first game, takes a shot, comes in, balls out at the end of the game. Instead of sitting the kid down for the rest of the season, this man's worrying, he's worrying about, if you're worrying about your coaching job, you want to put the best player on the field that'll give you the best chance to win that Sunday. And and so if James Winston's playing with a broken back, then on top of that, in that game, he, su he suffers a severe um, foot injury. You shoot him up and you send him back out there. He throws three picks. He looks bad. That's what, you, that's what everybody was waiting for so they can jump on him and say, yeah. I told you so. Yeah. Then on top of that, after that week, instead of shutting him down, no, you put him back out there against Carolina. And, and he, he, he's a sitting duck. He, he's wounded. He did not give you your best chance to win. And uh, we had um, James one-on-one, -on -one, and he said, and he believed Allen's thought process was, it's three division games. If I could just get two of these or, or get through these division games, and then sit him and let Andy Dalton play against Seattle and lesser defenses to build up confidence in in the team of Andy Dalton. Hell, you could have set James. You could no, you should have put him on injury reserve.
for the six weeks or longer. You could have played Taysom Hill against Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Then you could have came back the next week and started Andy Dalton. This man has totally fumbled the ball since since he started. It started in training camp when he got when he couldn't get along with CD. So what do he do? He goes to Mickey and he has him shipped out of here for nothing. So that, that's why I'm at with it, man. Um, Hoodie, what you got for us, man? Oh, I think Jerry was up. Oh, Jerry. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Uncle Jerry. You can't my forget man, about the OG. I got, I got to run in my mouth, man. I <laughs> no, it's all right. It, you, what's, what had to be said has to be said. Yes, so how are y'all doing tonight? You're doing good, my brother. All right. Good to see you, Dolph 17, Coach Rock, Hoodie Dude, Big Q, my big bro, St. Sucktown. What's good, family? Yeah, what's going on, man? What's good, brother? You got it, big bro. Look. What's up, OG? What's happening with what's happening with you? What's happening? Look, after everything y'all was saying about what's going on with this Saints team, if 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 some of y'all was there Thursday night, I did one of the biggest rants about this team. Now we already know Mr. Cleanup himself. Dennis Allen decide to bring back his buddy Pete Carmichael. And you know, Dolph 17, I was hot like fire. Seriously. Because ain't no way. Look, this team is already already in ship in, 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 in the in the sinking ship right now. Because it's ridiculous right now, bruh. How can you get rid of the the tight end coach as Uptown just said? Jawan Johnson, he, he he's our tight end right now. He, he he doing it big out there. And you go, bruh, come on now. This this is why this is why the Saints are in a shithole right now. Because all because of because of, of one, Mickey Loomis doing all he can to, to, to help this team get better, which is the which is the wrong way. Right. So let, let, let me ask everybody on, on, on the panel this. Do you think one of the reasons that they possibly decided to run it back with Dennis Allen is because they're looking around the NFC South, they see all the personnel changes, the, the, the coaching changes, the coordinator position, and they're thinking once again that uh, continuity and uh, staying together, that they'll have a better opportunity to win the NFC South which which is wide open, but you don't have a, right now. No team in the NFC South has has a starting quarterback. We we don't know who's going to be the starting. I know uh, in Atlanta they think it's the youngster Ritter, but they're not sure. Tampa is praying. They're on their hands, their knees. They got their lucky rabbit's foot and and everything. Praying Brady come back so they don't go back to being Brady what they coming. is. Absolutely garbage, trash, nothing. Brady ain't coming you back. Know? You might as well go ahead and say it right there. Right. Stop right there, Dolph 17. You know, and I'm we address that right there. And, and we right now, uh, and right now, we got a we got a quarterback that's under contract for only 15 million. Um coach, coach, coach um let us know the other day the rumor about the Saints are, are chasing Derrick Cole. Why would now, you trade for Derrick Cole? Uh-huh. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Derek Carr is going to cost you about what 25 30 million, if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Q, yeah. So that, 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 that makes no sense to me. 
When you got a secondary call, man, I'm going to be incensed. I probably won't even watch them this season. If if Derek Carr end up being the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, I will protest and not watch them. I would do that. I will find something else to do. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Here it is, man. The, the Raiders just gave up on this buck. You understand what I'm saying? Forget it, AKA. Well, you know this what man, it is. This man has a, a, the only time that Derrick Carr ever been something was that one year when they went to the playoffs without him because he got injured. Yep. And he ain't been the same since then. He been in decline since then. Here it is. You got your boy to come over there to play wide receiver with you. Your main man. And you stuck it up so bad till they want to get rid of you. Exactly, T Dirty. Exactly. So, so so my thing is this also. Don't forget why 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 Allen's is so in love with him. Because he drafted him when he was at Oakland. No. The year he got fired, he got fired after four games. Cole was his quarterback. Cole was his draft pick. So he has that love affair with, with, with Derrick Cole. But again, you got Jameis Winston here. 15 million, only $15 million. The offense will tailor to this kid for this kid. Yep. And you and he's he, better than David Cole. He got hurt. So my thing is this. Why not? And, and like Jameis one-on-one said, and I agree with him. Why not keep Jameis? I don't care. And all y'all who don't like Jameis, I ain't about. I, I don't. I really don't get. I really don't care. My thing is this: one year, one last year, with Dennis Allen, either make it work or all y'all gone. Mm-hmm. I want. I want to see Jameis Winston healthy for the majority of the season, with an offense tailored to his skills, and see. The outcome. We we haven't had the opportunity to see that. And to me, like I, I've been saying, I'm going to say it again. The way they handled the situation with this kid's injuries, they set him up for failure. That's that. that that's my um, I agree, on. man. I agree with you, you know? so much, man. I agree with every word so, you just said. Everything you just said. So Q, let, so, Q, let me ask you, bro. What, what do you think? You, do, do you think they set James up for failure, man? I know it's kind of, I know early a lot of people like, well, it's 50 But that's the head coach. And y'all let me know if I'm wrong. The panel and, and in the chat. If you're the head coach of a team, your job objective is to win games. You telling me, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm quoting for what, what, what I heard because it makes sense. You're telling us. Basically, that a man with a broken back was was your best option when you bought in Andy Dalton as a security blanket to play five or six games as a standing, and you still had Taysom Hill, who in the offseason you want to say would be a tight end, but we know he played most snaps at quarterback and and um his uh swift army night position that than he did tight end. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, that's that's a that's a that's a lot there, Randolph, to uh, unpack, bro. But um, uh, I, I tried I tried the best I can on that one, bro. Um, I got you. I got you. I think that um, Jameis Winston was uh, he was hit from the from the from the word go with the Saints. The Saints never really wanted Jameis Winston this season. They was trying to they they sold completely off of Deshaun Watson. They they reworked every contract, most of the majority of the contracts to free up the capital. To go after him, he never was really serious about the Saints. He began to make these weird 
uh, gestures tro- toward Atlanta and trying to create a team in Atlanta because he was using the Saints as leverage to get people to go to Atlanta so he can go there. And then ultimately Cleveland came in with the guaranteed money to swarm away. So they went all in on Watson and the backup plan was Jameis Winston. Now, unfortunately for Jameis, he got hurt. He was fighting off injuries from the previous year. He acquired more injuries in the new year. And what happened was a lack of vision by a, uh, a head coach who's not really a, a coach. He's watching Jameis. He's seeing him struggle. He gets hurt in these games. And he played him a little – he played him too long than when he was supposed to play him. He was supposed to just sit – you know, after he's seen all that occur, he's supposed to sit him down and let Andy Dalton have a month worth of games, let Jameis uh, maybe a half a month and a half worth of games, let him come back from whatever it was. And then it got to a point, I think it was after week nine, uh, week eight or week nine of the season when Jameis fell off the injury report and they wasn't listening, but he was an active member and he was dressing out for the team. Then all that stuff later on started happening with him coming out to the reporters, telling the reporters that uh, that uh, he was deceived by Dennis Allen because he was told that he couldn't lose his job due to injury, which obviously it occurred, which is a cardinal rule in the NFL that players are not supposed to lose their job due to injury. So he violated those principles. He violates a lot of principles. He lied to him. He broke the, the – the, um, very uh, precious trust between a quarterback and a head coach. And a lot of, remember, a lot of players came to play for the Saints, Jarvis Landry in particular, who came to the Saints because of Jameis Winston. So, I mean, you have a team captain, that quarterback, that the head coach breaks the trust of it, then puts his petty grievances above the team by when that happened. I really do feel like he got real petty with Jameis and benched Jameis because he came out and told everybody that he lied to him. So he put up, he, he went in that doghouse and not one, you know, one game since that point on to the end of the season that Jameis, even though Jameis was dressing out for those games, he was at those games, dressing out, cheering on people on the, on the, out there on the field, uh, on the sidelines, Dennis Allen never waved him to come in the game. Even when Andy Dalton was out there throwing interceptions, three interceptions in, uh, before the quarter, halftime even started. He was stanking up games, trying to throw the game away. The Carolina game at the end of the year, he gets out there and throw a pick to almost Josh uh, Norman out there, and nobody was out there. He, the guy's an idiot. So at the end of the day, it was just total confusion. I, I wouldn't blame Jameis if he requested to, to, to not be a member of the Saints or if the Saints to release him. He never was their guy. Under Dennis Allen, maybe at some point Sean Payton believed in him, but Dennis Allen and his administration just simply used him as a fallback option because they couldn't find in their eyes a better option than Jameis Winston on free agency. So, and that that's that, that's my sticking point on that. And uh, you know, Carr could be an option. I know uh, Mod saying he don't uh, he don't like the car option, but yeah, that's that's what idiot coaches do, bro. They make the wrong calls at these positions. That's why the man's not really a head coach. He could never win a head coaching job if somebody didn't point to him and say, hey, make that guy the head coach. I'm Sean Payton. I'm God out here. Make this guy the coach of the team. And Mickey Loomis bowed over for him and gave it to him. So we stuck with this guy for at least another half a season, perhaps. But eventually he's so poor, I think that he'll lose enough games. The pressure will be too unbearable and they'll be forced to uh, slash him down. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't see that him Jameis coming back for another season why would he right. he don't trust the guy you ain't gonna pay for you ain't gonna play for nobody you don't trust man I mean this is just just they are people at the end of the day uh, that's 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 all I got on it Randall yeah, coach, coach Rock what you got for us coach I mean basically what everybody said man especially the guy right before me I mean I feel the same way so all right 
Man, I, I was just, I was thinking the same way, man. It's just that somebody, um, Q voiced exactly what I said, what I was thinking. You know, we, the, while we thinking about is Jameis Winston an option or not, we, we don't know if Jameis Winston even want to come back and play for us anymore. Exactly. And if and, 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 and if he does not want to come play for us any longer, do you blame him? No, I can't. I can't blame him. I can't blame him. I can't. Q, can I ask Coach Rock a question? I yeah, mean, uh, not Q, no. Can I ask Coach Rock a question? <laughs> yeah, he good. Yeah. Coach Rock, that's what I was thinking of this. Do you think the, um, the Saints bought back Pete Carmichael because Dennis Allen had his hand in on the offense and wanted wanted him to do what he wanted him to do. Because when the first couple games when Jameis was playing, that looked like a whole different offense than when Andy Dalton came in and took over the offense. So do you think they, they bought him back and say he going to have control of the offense now? Because that's the only reason I can see him bringing him back. I don't understand. I think the thing with the, uh, the offense was – the offense uh, was kind of – Dennis Allen kind of started sticking his hand into the offense. Dennis Allen approach to the offense is a more conservative want to run the ball offense. Carmichael was trying to open the offense up some more to kind of, you know, stretch the field. What he saw with Shahid and Olave. But then Dennis Allen started kind of, for some reason, him being defensive-minded – and I don't know why, whatever, but some kind of way he started to want to stick his hand in the offense because as a head coach, his offensive philosophy is more of a short passing game, and he wanted to run the ball when he really had, you know, no real running backs. I mean, Ingram is really at the end of his rope. Uh, Kamara is more of a – I call him – you hear me say this a lot on the show, like a, a toy. Like you put him in space and whatever. But what they're trying to do with Kamara is to squeeze him in and make him at every down back, which he's not. But um, Dennis Allen wants some more of a conservative one at an old school type offense, short passing game, run the ball. And somewhere in there, I, I got the thing, him and uh, Pete Carmichael start bumping heads on that because Pete wanted to try to open it up with he saw he had Shahid and he had some uh, – Olave could kind of stretch the field. So they kind of start bumping heads, man. And at the end of the day, you know, the head coach kind of overruled on that. And why the hell Dennis Allen, of all people, is trying to become offensive-minded, it, it kills me. Okay, okay. So uh, let me ask you this. That was kind of interesting what you were saying too, Coach, because really, right, um, I, I didn't really see no identity for our offense. Mm-hmm. Our offense had no identity this season. Zero identity. We, we were we were we were not a running team, and we weren't necessarily a passing team either. We had no identity whatsoever. So I I don't know what we saw on offense this year. I don't know what that was. Well, I think we had our the only time the Saints had the identity was at the end of the Atlanta game. That was it. That's the only time you had the identity. You know what, Randolph? Uh, MOD calling it, man. Uh, that, that's the that's the issue, man. The Saints, uh, that offense, I mean, it, it was leaderless, man. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you've seen the what could have been the potential and what happened with the Saints in the Atlanta game toward yes. the back end when they took that. I mean, that was phenomenal, man. Yes. That destroyed the Atlanta Falcons, man. The Saints came back and that I said this should set the tone for the season. They just could not duplicate it. When Jameis got hurt, uh it just they let him play a little too long, too long hurt, and then they kind of built up a uh, like bad, like bad energy toward them. See, like Jameis stunk it up because, and then people are so foolish. They can't, they can't differentiate between the man right. being healthy versus being hurt, and they just so rabid or so rabidly evil to, to demonize them without making the differentiate between the man wasn't healthy and he was out there throwing with a broken, a broken back. Let's see that. Let's see those same folks take they. <laughs> Take yeah. their trifling their tails out there and with a broke ass back and see if they can cut their lawn or do all this all other right. kind I'm of stuff. Man. I'm gonna say, dude, I'm gonna say, dude, for dude, you, dude. shoot take it up on trifling. pain pills, dude. All I mean, right. with, with, you know, it's the it's the difference. You got to differentiate between the two. Right. So I agree with MOD, man. The right. Saints didn't have no no, they hadn't had no identity. They had no leader on top of the offense, bro. Right. So I agree I'm, with that, bro. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say it for you. They trifling ass. I'm gonna say it for you. Yeah, I ain't want to say it. You know, I, I cut know. loose, Randolph. I'm yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know, I know. Once you get going, they ain't the only one. I don't know, but uh, shit, I'm I'm surprised Hurricane Mike ain't in here, man. Mike, oh, oh bro, man, we be it be going viral again, man. Y'all seventeen and Michael, Michael was up in here. Young as that kid is, oh my God, you might want to protect everything that you got when he come up in here. But he'll bring so, up a storm up in right. here. So Let my thing was, I'm being real temper right now. Jerry, yeah, I, I know, I know you being real temper right now. Jerry. I heard you. You being real temper. And Q know too. I'm being real tempered in here today. You understand what I'm saying? Because uh, I can act a damn fool if I wanted to. Right. You understand? But I'm I'm being real tempered in here because it's like you know this is something beyond our control. I mean, I can act a fool all I want. Ain't nothing exactly. gonna change. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? And like the only way that it is going to change, man, is is your same man and stuff start being vocal about this kind of stuff, man. It's financially vocal. vocal. You understand? Yeah. I mean, they have to show some kind of response, you know, to what they're seeing. Right. And, and, and let me just say this too. Remember when we was calling for Dennis Allen's uh, job, and, every, and 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 the petitions was going around. What happened that next game against the Rams? Who was down on the field for the first time as the owner of the New Orleans Saints? And she wasn't hugging and she wasn't kissing babies. So we do, we who that nation, you do make a difference. Your verse can be heard if you use it right. Like, like, like Q's been pushing, like I'm pushing, like all the all the families pushing. Don't support yeah. that. Don't don't spend your money on their on, on their merchandise. Don't 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 go to games. Hell, people going, to get, people going to games and shit. You can't protect their cars and shit. You know, hey, dog seventeen. I'm just putting it like this, and and and, and I'm and I'm being one hundred percent serious. I have been a Saints fan since birth. Since birth, you understand what I'm saying? If Derek Carr is the, is the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints next season, I'm not watching it. I am not watching. It. I'm telling you that right now. You understand what I'm saying? First of all, you force-fed us this this um this this Andy Dalton dude all damn season. Oh God! Then then you gonna try and force-feed us Derek Carr? No. Hey.
No damn way am I going to sit around and watch that. No way. Can I interject on that after what you said? You already know what my answer to this is. Hell to the fucking no. All right, if no. Andy Dalton's going to be our quarterback or QB1 next year, I'm, I might join you because I ain't going to watch it either. And all y'all that, that think y'all want y'all going to the season, uh, y'all going to the Superdome next year, let me give you some good advice. <laughs> Stay the fuck at home. <laughs> Stay the fuck at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, if you want to see the Saints play, Stay home and watch oh, it on television or not do something else because ain't no way on God's green earth that we're going to watch this team that we love keep going, keep falling down, down, down. If we go, if Dennis Allen's going to still be our head coach, ain't no way on God's green earth that's going to happen. Bro, so save all your money on the do something else. I'm going to say this, then I got to leave, right? Yeah, all right. I can. Man, Derek Carr is such a punk. I remember when they were playing against the Seattle Seahawks, and that punk was crying. He was crying on the field. Yes, he was. Real tears. Yep, ain't no fake what I'm saying? Ain't no way in hell I want a, 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 a cat like that playing for the New Orleans Saints. Bad enough we had the stomach through through. Uh, a whole laundry list of whack quarterbacks and stuff in the day. Billy Joe Holbert, or Billy Joe Tyler. Oh, my God. This, that, and the third. You oh. understand? Let's not forget Mr. Damn. Eric Brooks. I oh, my God. I interception and go laugh about it on the sidelines. That's why they call him backyard, backward pass. He just do a backyard, backward pass, and he just laugh. Like. Man, get this motherfucker off my team, please. I Sorry, ass motherfucker. <laughs> hey, man, it's a pleasure having you, my brother. Yeah, you family, man. You welcome anytime, my man. Hey, look, um, you welcome on our um, man, just let me know. podcast, too, bro. Uh, I'd like know. to welcome you to our podcast, too. Yes, sir. The WD and chat, man. Oh, yeah, man. My yeah. big homie, CB, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, man. Just, just let us know, man. I with no doubt we'll set it up, brother. All right, let's do that, man. Thank like you, man. It's good, man, hearing from you, bro. It's always a pleasure hearing from you, brother. Same to you, MOD, man. Keep up that great work, man. Tell my boys, CB, and the rest of the family over there, man. Y'all boys smashing it, man. Y'all keep that pressure on them, bro. Yes, yeah, we gonna keep yes, that sir. pressure on them, bro. We got you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who that, baby? Who that? 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 BQ hoodie before we go, man. You've been over there quiet. You, you you over there sleeping, man. You pulled the jet jump in, man. Come on, man. What's your thoughts before we get out of here, man? I think Hoodie was just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, see what happened. Well, see what happened was I was thinking well, well, in my head happened, if I wanted to say anything, you know. I don't know if I wanted to say anything. I might have got cursed out on this show by a bunch of people. Cause uh because when I heard everybody talking Uncle about the Jerry. Jet, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know good Jerry's gonna curse me out. I know the uh, chat's gonna oh, curse I wouldn't me do out. That to you, I know, you? I know Big Q might curse me out on this one too. Coach <laughs> Rock might curse me out. Um, Never that, bro. Never that. If I say, I think everybody would, but the reason why I say that is because um, the Dennis Allen situation. Um, I wanted to hop in and say stuff, but everybody was talking, so I was listening, let them say stuff. But to be honest with everybody, 
Um, everybody can be mad all we want about the Dennis Allen situation because me, y'all know me, I love Jameis Winston. And what he did to Jameis was a fucked up situation. Um, mm-hmm. Basically screwed his career again. Um, you never know with Jameis though he could be back because um, that's what Jameis 101 said. You know, he's got a different type of, you know, mind and him. You know, he's kind of goofy when it comes to stuff like that. He said he would, you know, probably be a person that would come back to the Saints, you know, um, stuff like that. But this is what I tell people. And you got to look at the bad, you know, side of Dennis Allen, which was the, you know, screwing my boy Jameis over, you know, uh, making us freaking look at Andy Dalton all year, thinking he's the guy, having to put your hands in the office of play calling, which is not your type of, you know, thing to do because uh, we know what you are as a defensive coordinator. But when you look back at this past season and you can look at it and be like, okay, so him with the Raiders, what was the most wins this man ever got per season? It was always four wins, four, four. Well, this season he actually won – seven games, which was, you know, almost doubled the wins that he did um, when he was with the Raiders. So that showed me right there, his wins, you know, and his coaching went a little bit up compared to what he was with the Raiders. He had better, you know, um, definitely a better defense, you know, with the people he's got, with the defense he built. And you look at some of the games we had too. How many games that you can go back and look at and say, how close was these games? Like if we would have just gotten the end zone a few times instead of kicking field goals when we got to the red zone, you know, and kicking these field goals when we needed a touchdown to take the lead and, you know, take that momentum from the other teams. And you look at those games and you're like, well, well, damn, Michael Thomas wasn't there for us. Jarvis Landry was out. Alave was out for one of those games, and we still stayed in the game against the Bengals. So, like, just think of how great the defense is, and just think if we really did, like we're doing right now, roll it back, find decide if you're going to keep Jameis or you're going to roll a different route with a different quarterback, hopefully not Derek <laughs> Carr. Like I said, I think Derek Carr is just a younger version of Andy Dalton soon. Um, so you roll that back, you get you a possessing catcher. If not, I mean, because it doesn't sound like, Michael Thomas is going to be back, but if he does stay, that'll be great. Hopefully, the man can stay healthy all season. Jarvis maybe might come back because I doubt he's going to get any good contract nowhere because he showed everybody this year that he was hurt, you know, this year again. So, like, he didn't get to do nothing. But just think of some of those games that we could have won easily if you would have just had your playmakers getting you into the end zone instead of just the people coming off the bench trying to be that guy but only can get you to the red zone and that was it. You know, besides Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson just got you in the end zone like it was nothing. But just think of those games we could have won. We would have been in the playoffs. Right, right. So, I mean, I really don't think we're that far off. I know a lot of us are looking, overlooking a lot of it because of what happened with the Jameis situation and we're looking at the play calling and stuff. But I really do think Dennis Allen, with his great defense, I don't want to see that gone. So I think if he just let somebody else control just the offense and a person that knows how to run an offense. So if Pete Carmichael can't do shit this year, you know, halfway through the season, man, you need to look for somebody that can stop, you know, um, calling these plays and get our offense running. Because like I told everybody before on my podcast, I love Dennis Allen's defense and everything. I just didn't like his decision making last year lying about the health of, you know, Jamie. That's the only part that hurts me. But at the same time, it's like, if we did let Dennis Allen go, now we got to find another defensive coordinator that, you know, that's good as him, that knows how to, um, you know, basically put pressure on all these different teams. And also, you also got to look at um, some of the players that's on that defensive um, team that respects Dennis Allen and loves playing for Dennis Allen might want to roll out when their contract's done too. So we got to, you know, look into all of that compared to just looking at, you know, one side the bad side. They got some good stuff you see into, you know, that you got to see in Dennis Allen too. No, nobody never um, doubted him as a defensive coordinator. 
we talking about him, his decision making as a um, as a head coach, his personnel decisions, his meddling in the offense, which has been been rumored and reported by by strong sources who are close to the team who cover the team. He he just made some bad decisions. The man has proven with his track record as a head coach, he's not that guy. Now as a as a coordinator, yes. One thing he messed up with, he couldn't decide between Nielsen and Rashad for defensive coordinator. Now there's a chance the Saints lose both of them. And now you got to go and get bring somebody in to give them the title of defensive coordinator when in reality, Dennis Allen is the defensive coordinator. So my thing is when we lose Ron Nielsen, because Nielsen is gone. Nielsen's gone. I think the Vikings go high Nielsen. I think Nielsen's out the door. Rashard, I, I don't know. I would love to have Chris Rashard back um, as the defensive coordinator. But if he comes back as the defensive coordinator, let him coach the defense. You know, of course you go want um, Dennis Allen's input on the defense because that, that that's that's his specialty. But my thing is him meddling, meddling with the offense. You know, let the man coach. Let your coaches coach, delegate. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it was just a lot of bad decisions. We're sitting here right now. Um, we, we the Saints' future is is uncertain. It's not like this team is void of talent. There is talent on this team, and for the life of me, I can't understand why everybody is is, is trying to get rid of Michael Thomas. You, why in the hell would you get rid of your best wide receiver? I know, everybody, I know what everybody going to say. Go ahead. I know you're going to say yeah. Go ahead, Q. Go ahead. Bro, no, I, I agree with you on the Michael Thomas thing, man, because um, uh, it's it's all about where his health is. If he's if he's healthy, I wouldn't get rid of him at all, man, because you see what he did with the Atlanta game. If he's healthy enough, he, restrict, he restructured his deal, so he not, he's not an issue in that way. So uh, it depends, man. I don't know what they're going to do with it because this team is operating outside of logic. But as far as the Dennis Allen thing, Hoodie make a lot of great points on him, and it's a lot of it's positive and negative here. But I think when you look at the Saints defense that's 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 ran um, by Dennis Allen, you you're 100 percent right, Randolph, that he is the indeed the defensive coordinator. What's really uh, what I've noticed in my observation in covering the Saints is the th- the fact that the defense suffered with Dennis Allen as a head coach because. He didn't have the attributes needed to be meticulous enough to be a head coach and then try to be a defensive coordinator. For instance, the Saints was a top five run stuffing team last year and the years prior. It was, it was difficult to run on the Saints. I remember when you couldn't uh, get 96 yards a game on the Saints defense. And then, of course, this year they gave up, what, 130 something yards per game, according to the statistics against the run. Right. I mean, wh- why did that happen? And of course, like I said, they had some issues interiorly speaking, but did the Saints which Mickey Loomis is a guy that you can go to if you're a head coach and you can get Mickey Loomis to go out and get you players that can come in. And we had, they had several veteran defensive linemen that were available. You can get out, you could have gotten at the league minimum that could have came in and helped the saints with their run stuff and efforts. Hell Mike uh, Malcolm Brown who was the former uh, New Orleans Saints defensive tackle who sat next to David on Yamada for several years. And you've seen some of the best years out of David on Yamada because they had a proven nose tackle next to him and not some tweener guy that's more of a defensive tackle than nose tackle. What was the vision and notice in that? You know, so like I said, Dennis Hallett has the uh, uncanny ability to overlook things that he's tripping on. 
like you see the defense, even if the, the clear indication is like if you look at the statistics, the statistics is something that you can look and verify to many at, at many times and find out what's wrong with your team. Even if you're a numbers guy, the right. Saints have issues stopping the run up the middle. So what do the say? And then, of course, if you watch a lot of the footage, you'll see that alignment. Like when you see a nose tackle, no, no, a big nasty nose tackle or even a good veteran nose tackle has the ability to occupy two offensive linemen. Well, if you have guys that are not able to occupy two offensive linemen, an extra lineman leaks out where he's going. Where is he going? He's going to push out the linebacker and open up spots for his running back to get to. And we've seen times when you've seen Demario Davis get mushed out of the way by linemen blocking him so running backs get to the second and third level of the Saints defense. It, ha it happened all the time. You've seen a massive implosion in the Tampa Bay game. So – he, yeah, you're right, Dolph. He was meddling in the offense, but Dennis Allen, really, Dennis Allen lacks a lot of things. Pete Carmichael, these are beta guys, man. Come on, let's keep it real. These are all beta guys. There's not, it, there is no leader there. He's not a leader of anything. He can't even ask, answers, answer any questions with any determination or even give you weighted words or something that hits you at a certain way where you can say, this guy know what he's talking about. Preach. You want to know who guys that hit with words? Look to listen to Coach Richard. Coach Richard, when he speaks, he speaks in detail. You know what he you, he speaks with a man. With he speaks with a, with strength in his words and determination. He don't stutter, stumble, bumble, and and featherly float over top of his words. He he's a guy that you can listen to because he know, you know by the imp impact of his words and his action and his deeds and his and his depth of knowledge that that guy know about football and you're willing to listen to him. Plus, he's a good communicator, a great motivator of men. Dennis Allen has the reputation inside the Saints organization as a backstabber. This is nothing new. He did this to Keenan Lewis. He did this to yeah. other players before. So he has a history yeah. of doing this type of reckless behavior. And I'm saying that Dennis Allen doesn't deserve to be a head coach in the New Orleans Saints. He doesn't. He got it by way of Sean Payton pointing at him and saying he should be my successor when they had several more qualified members that was outside of the team that should have been in consideration for it, including guys like Peterson. So at, at some point, the, the imagination Preach. of where we're going with this team is ridiculous, bro. So I have, like I said about Dennis Allen, he can't, I, he can't run the head coaching job and the defense. The defense suffered. The defense suffered this year. They gave up 130 something yards. That is, they went from one of the top five to a bottom five run stuff in defense. The secondary now ran by Coach Richard was steady in what they did. Ryan Nielsen's side of things is it 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 suffered mightily. So that's why there's such a disparity between people having the faith for Dennis Allen to turn around because the Saints are protecting them. They don't want to do the right thing. It's very clear and obvious. And at some point, what they're doing, they're setting a trap for Dennis Allen. I don't think they know they're setting a trap for him because when he comes into this season, they're going to be an unbearable amount of pressure on Dennis Allen to perform and step up. And I don't think he could be able to deal with the pressure that the whole who that nation and all those people about to bring to him. So they're setting him up for a major collapse next year. So he's going to have to do his best job as a head coach to get this team where it is that he could be fired in the middle of the season like Hackett was. Right. So like I'm saying, it's, it's, it's just what it is, man. They made a bad bet and they don't want to fix it. But we'll fix it for them next year. They'll see. I got two things, y'all, um, that I wanted to add for you, Big Q. Um, so one thing I remember you were saying about how this year – um, the running game, you know, on defense wasn't as good, right? You know, it was allowing like 100 plus yards. 
um, per game. But we also got to look at the – I think we would I say ranked five through seven or whatever it was on passing, though. Like our passing um, defense was outstanding this year, right. uh, especially with the new addition of Alante Taylor. So that was something that that improved compared to what we normally see. It's usually the run game is good, the passing game is okay. But this year it actually turned out to be way better in the past compared to the run. So maybe that was maybe something that we focused on more this year with, you know, Chris Rizard as the co-defensive coordinator um, because you already know um, Rizard, you know, can make – the DB is great, and you already seen some improvement with um, this Alante Taylor coming on the field. You've seen Lattimore playing um, better this year as well when he came back from injury and stuff like that. So that was one thing I wanted to add. But the other thing is I wanted to tell people, too, um, about the Dennis Allen thing. Just think of um, this. He's a great defensive coordinator. We don't want to lose that. Or you can say, hey, we want you out here going, boo-boo, whatever. But you also got to think of the Sean Payton situation. Remember, Sean Payton, is so good at offense and good at a coach, but guess what? He can't do nothing about a defense. And guess what happened? Even though we had Sean Payton for three straight years, seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. Why? We scored 45 points on the board, but our defense sucked ass and allowed 50 points and we lost. So guess what? You're telling me that the way Dennis Allen plays defense and he just focused on his defense as a head coach and focused just on them two jobs, head coach and, def- and defense, and you go find somebody that knows how to run an offense and you tell me this team can't be really good, I really think we could. I think he's just slacking the offensive coordinator that really needs to run it. And I'm guessing they think of Pete Carmichael's that dude, but I don't know. He didn't show it last year. Could he coexist with such a personnel? Yeah. That's the thing, though, Dolph. That's the whole thing. It's yeah. like he running the team, and because Dennis Allen, like I said, man, it's it's more than what meets the eye. It's like a transformer. This dude's like a deceptive kind, man. He got a lot of deceptive stuff going on here. Right. It's like he he lacks like the obvious leadership traits that most people. We talking like from a people standpoint. This is a people business, and for and if you know he's a coach, so a coach has to be able to take his vision and place it in the head, in the minds of the players or from different backgrounds, different ages, different experiences across the team. He's tasked with the job, not only uh, making them visualize where he wants to go, but also communicating and taking them there. And that has to filter through the entire organization from the top to the bottom. He is the leader of the Saints team right now. He's the leader. So what you're seeing on the field is not indicative of the talent of the team. is indicative of the head coach. A head coach without a vision, you can have all the talent in the world. You can have first-round draft picks at every position and the depth to go with it. That team is not going anywhere as long as the head coach doesn't have a, a clear and present view on where that team needs to go in far too often. Through the entire season, we've seen poor personnel changes and watching and no adjustments made during games to impact change in a positive fashion. We've seen uh, the team basically give up at points. We've seen uh, it's just, you know, uh, the offensive coordinator at times just dis- just dis- take guys who were flowing in the offense in the first half and take them out of the offense in almost like a self-sabotaging manner. Very very weird. But if you're the head coach, you're supposed to be paying attention to that. And when you see your offensive coordinator going wayward, you're supposed to check him in game to affect the positive change during the game, not sit up on the press conference after the game and tell pissed off people across the who that nation that we had a bad day at our office <laughs> or uh, it, 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 I have to challenge his, his intelligence to a degree, too, for him to stand up at the halftime and tell when a reporter asked him about what you're going to do about Andy Dalton with three interceptions before this before half. And I'm just going to tell him to keep doing what he's doing. Was you paying attention to what she's saying or you just got a low IQ here? What's going on here? 
So some people don't deserve the jobs or don't they, they, the job is too big for them. He you've seen it within three to four or five weeks during the season that Dennis Allen was over his head. And like I told you, if he never done it before in a positive fashion, how are you supposed to believe him? How you believe a man that never done it before? How do you believe into a head coach that's going to take you into the playoffs when he never done it before? How, you, what, you know, that's what I'm saying. When you got a losing coach, what do he use as a resume or what he has to get players who never played under him as a head coach? Uh, what do he give them to take them to make them believe in his process? Because ultimately, that's what it comes down to. They, they call it buying in. You got to buy in to what the man is saying. You got to buy in. And they and many people on the offensive side and some defensive personnel, too, aren't they aren't buying in to what he's doing because at many times he he becomes disconnected, discombobulated. I mean, it's it's just amazing, man, to just to watch the 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 type of stuff that we see in this past season. And the reason why I don't like Dennis Allen because I don't like the Jameis Winston thing. But then again, I knew that he was a backstabby guy. But the other thing is, the man is over his head. Another year won't make a difference of Dennis Allen. He's not the right coach for your team. We see that, and it's resounding. That's why uh, people are pissed at the Saints because they're saying, "Why are you screwing around with this guy? Just get rid of him." and move on because we got guys on the team like Demario Davis and Cam Jordan who don't that that don't have a lot of years left to play for you at a high level. You're wasting away that time which could be used in more of a productive manner and that's something that I I speak to vision. When we talk about vision with a head coach. So if you put that head coach on top of the team with no vision, you don't have no vision. If you believe this guy is going to take you to the playoffs and people not falling for it. So I hear what you're saying, Hoodie. I agree with a lot of things you're saying, bro. You're saying a lot of positive things about Dennis Allen. But I wouldn't be mad if they fired Dennis Allen. We could find other coordinators. I think Coach Rashard, who led the Legion of Boom, could give you a good defense. He's a better communicator than Dennis Allen is. I'm pretty sure he he did a stellar job in the secondary with the Saints. He'll ha- we have personnel assistant coaches underneath that can replace him. We can we have some really good assistant coaches. Michael Hodge, who our linebacker coach, he's an excellent coach. He did a phenomenal job with in, in the Saints. So we have really good uh, uh, assistant coaches underneath these coordinator people that can move in and be promoted to positions where they can be successful. So this this is the this is the chain of keeping things pr- productive and I, I I just question the vision of this coach man. Yeah man just uh just p- picking back off what you when they saw Dennis Allen was over his head. There was an interview coach you cutting in and out this you can hear me now? Yeah, I could. Yeah, we can hear you now. Well, when I, when I lost Dennis Allen was, they did an interview and they asked him, why are you taking Alvin Kamara out on third downs? He said, we take him out because we need a better uh, back end to a uh, pass block. And I'm like, why the hell you got him pass blocking when he's one of your better receivers going out, you know? And right then and there, I just, like, I, I lost it with it, man. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Well, yeah. look, man, I, look, it's nauseum. They think they think it's a game. They think we go sit back and we just go take whatever they throw at us or dish at us. First of all, yes, yes, ain't gonna go nowhere to get a better deal than you got because you don't pay nothing. You chuck, you're renovating the damn dome. You're putting um, seats on the damn field for what? To watch what? That damn trash and garbage you put out there this year? Nobody gonna pay to go see that. You, you, you're triple charging people to pop. You, you, you're serving um, 
circus food for concessions and shit. Man, look, man, I'm about to really go off, man. But look, man, it's it, it been a great show. I want to thank everybody for joining me, Hoodie, Big Q, MOD, Jerry, Demetrius, of course, my co-host, my big brother, the one and only Coach Rock, man. I want to thank everybody in the chat. And before we go, I got one question. For, for everybody in the panel, Coach, I'm going to come to you first. One off, one um, personnel move you would like to see the Saints make this offseason? <laughs> not coaching, not coaching, per, player-wise, player-wise. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is they got to decide who's going to be the quarterback. Gotcha. All right, Hoodie. All right, so what I want to see change, I want to see Hoodie, Jube, and Big Q get hired as the new Saints reporters, you know, to ask some really good questions, you know. Yeah. That'd be a quick, that'd be yeah. a quick yeah. in and out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One press conference, not even a whole press conference, y'all gone. <laughs> hey, 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 we'll I can be a really we'll, good reporter. We'll make, we'll make a second question. Hey, I, I I can make some really good questions, you know. I'll be asking some really good ones, and they're going to try to, you know, ah, 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 ah. no, no, we're not going to go there. I, I'm be like, ah, ah, ah. I ain't going there with you, mother. You tell, me, you tell me, you tell me what's up with this. But no, um, number one, like Coach Rice said, QB is something that I would like to see. Um, but another position that I really want to see this offseason um, is running back because we're not going to have AK for probably a good six to eight games most likely because of the suspension. So I want to see what they're going to do. And I do recommend the Saints signing um, Benjamin back this offseason and see what he would take, you know, for a small price because um, I think Benjamin's got some, you know, good game in him. He's still on the contract, Hoodie. The, um, the Benjamin? Yeah, he's still he's still on the contract. He's on the contract for next season. Uh because I say I know we signed them this off. I mean, this um late in the season. I didn't know if we signed him to a contract or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I read, he he was on the contract for next for next season. Oh, okay, uh, cool. All right. OG, what you got? Well, I guess I'm gonna have to go with Coach Rock and Hoodie on this. Uh, you say one thing. Well, yeah, definitely in need of a quarterback because. Uh, I, I already know who's not going to be our quarterback. And everybody was talking about Derek Carr, so you can scratch that off your list. But I do but I do want to see – I do want to see uh, Saints Uptown, my big bro, as defensive coordinator next year because he knows about defense. So I know he'll be a great fit in that Saints organization. He can – Revive and make this this New Orleans Saints defense a whole lot better than what we've seen. You can hire me as Water Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hire yeah. I hire Dolph Seventeen and Coach Rock as offensive coordinators. Nah, you don't want you don't want to hire us. <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather, Big Q, is gonna be the head coach. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but 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 before but before Big Q leave uh, Dolph Seventeen, you gotta do. You gotta do. You gotta do two people. Yeah, I need Mickey. I'm on. I, I need to ask Mickey a question. Yeah. <laughs> gotta do it. Hey Q, let, let Q call, call your boy Mickey. Let, let me ask Mickey a quick question before you get out of here, man. All right, bro. Let me, let me see if I can put him on the phone here. Yeah, go, go ahead and get after Mickey that, on that do after that get real saying on the phone. <laughs> what, what, what's going on here, guy? What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> 
know, no, no, Randolph. How you doing, brother? Man? What's happening, man? How you doing? How, how yeah. you doing, Mickey? Welcome no, to the no. show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate well, it. Well, you, you're not you're not gonna appreciate it for long because I'm about to ask you the real. Oh, well, hold on now. Hold on, Mickey. We keep it real here. Ain't, 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 ain't no ass kissing. Ain't no scratching your ass now. No, hold on, Randolph. Hold on here. Right? I mean, hold on. Let me ask you something. This is not going to be a puppy, is it? I don't, I don't, no. I don't, make, I, it I, make it look at here. Uh, thing for the whole who that nation want to know, why in the hell did you bring Dennis Allen back? Well, well, well that's an easy one. You know, let me tell you something, Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you know, I, I we've been interviewing him for 14 years, you know, and he's a good guy. And uh, we had a six hour interview with Dennis Allen and uh, we came to the, the thought process. You know, I, we thought he'd be good for the team. And he had a little tough year. We blame it on injuries. You know, injuries are the reason why we just kind of, you know, we, we didn't do as well as we supposed to. But, you know, well, we were working on a plan and we're, we we're going to be all right. You know, the second year, we're going to have a lot of success. So just, you know, yeah, go to the website and buy your tickets, you know. That ain't happening, Mickey. That ain't happening. So you say injuries. <laughs> you say injuries. Last year's team went 9 and 8, and they had more injuries than this year's team. And this year's team was more talented than last year's team. So how do you explain that, Mickey? Well, I mean, uh, you know, well, first of all, Randall, that's a great question. You know, I, you know, I'm saying they don't hit that, that, that. Let me tell you, uh, every every year is different. So, you know, you can't judge the years based on like that. You know, it doesn't work like that. So, I mean, uh, this year we had a lot of injuries at the quarterback position. You know, poor Jameis, you know, you know, he had his injury you know, and Andy Dalton did a pretty good job. So, I mean, you know, it just happened. We finished seven and ten. We're very disappointed. But listen, I tell you, we'll, we'll be back in the game. We're going to come back and, you know, we'll, but next year we'll be a lot better. You know, I, I promise you. Well, okay. now, I, now I gotta hold ask on, Mickey. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, G. Hold on, hold on, G. Hold okay, on, okay. Hold on. Mickey. Yes, sir. I know Sean is one of your best friends in the world. Oh, he's he, great. He's, he's yeah, terrific. He, he, but listen, Mickey, then let me help you. you. You've been in New Orleans long enough to know how we are. You got you got the pulse of the city. Yeah. You know, when you quit on us, that's it. He didn't resign. He well, he, well, hold on now, Randolph. Randolph, hold on now. You're not being fair to Sean. You know? The hell was Sean. He quit on me. He quit <laughs> on me. And I'm telling you now. All fiddly sticks. I'm going to tell you something. You, you, can't, not, you can't do that. You better not, bet not call it down to him <laughs> and not get the right capital back for this team. Tell him, though. That's what you bet not do. You All right, better, well, listen. You got to grow a pair. Grow a pair, man. And well, hold on. Now, that, 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 but hold on. I draw the line. That's that, that, that borderline disrespectful. You know, I'm not going to tolerate that. Oh, well, listen. Well, I, we, we, listen, I don't know if you're paying attention, but I said that. I put out there. I went out there, goddammit. I put out there to the media. I said we'll pick up a, third, a couple of pair of first-round picks. I don't know if you know that. I said a first-rounder and more. More means we're going to be having some multiple picks for Coach Payton. We know what we're working on. But then again, Sean and I are cool. We've been, you know, we've been working together for a very long time, you know, but I'm telling you, yeah, we're going to do all right, Randolph. You know, I know you're upset. I'm upset, too. That's you're why not, I took a week not, off. I, I, I am. I took a no, week off. I had to let the emotions take a week off. You told us you was going to take a week off to evaluate the team. Well, and, I changed my mind. Stuff, and you come back in two, three days and tell us um, Dennis Allen coming back. But you don't make no other personnel move. And when you finally make personnel move, you find the tight ends coach that turned Juwan Dawson 
until a starting until a starting tight end and the best tight end on your team after he was a converted wide receiver in just two years, and you keep Dan Rizzi garbage ass as the special teams coach. There's a problem going on on LI Drive. It's you and it's Dennis Lodger. Miss Benson is putting all that trust in y'all, and y'all are just taking the money. You well, ain't doing your damn job like you did when you first got here. You done lost that passion and fire. You need to step well, down and you need to turn it all over to Kyle Haley before we lose Kyle to another team. Uh, my, my. So go uh, ahead and say what you want, uh, uh, Mickey. Let's take it. Let's say Well, goddamn, I'm not shy. I mean, oh, I'm gone. <laughs> that's that mouthful right there. That's that, that's 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 a lot, man. Let me tell you that. You know, <laughs> how the hell are I responding to that? I mean, I, I just figured we're gonna do, we're gonna be all right. I mean, Randolph, I know you're hot. You, I seem like you're very mad. You know what I'm saying? I, I, am, I, mad. I am mad. Yeah, you, you sound very mad. I, My, do, not, I do not want to go back to the '70s, the early '80s, and look, we do we're not gone. We're not selling it for mediocrity no more. No we're five people, wins, no four wins. We no believe in Dennis wins, Allen. No Dennis seven. Allen. Dennis okay. Allen told me in a private okay. conversation that we fired Dan Rouchard because Dan Dan was sneaking around pissing in people's cornflakes, so we had to get him out of there. That was weird. So I mean, at the end of the day, let me tell you something. We kept the right coaching staff. We're going to be fine. And listen, let me tell you something. Those same guys that you criticizing Randolph. Let me tell you one thing. Those guys won many games with Sean Payton with just one year, and it was a change. It was a change of leadership. Guys got to get used to that. You got to understand. It's going to take a little time, but we're going to be fine. Mickey, the Giants got a new coach that went to the playoffs. What's next? Well, that's the Giants. Every situation uh, and, and is different. And the Saints got – you have better talent than the Giants roster-wise. So what's the, what's the excuse? Well, excuses. You can't, you, you can't, you can't play me, Mickey. Injuries. You can't play me. I'm not, I'm not selling it for it. Mickey, good well, night. Well, you, you mean to tell me you're not following for the injuries? No, we're not following for injuries. We're not, we're not renewing no season tickets. We're not playing them high-ass concession stands. And we ain't buying no more. Now, hold on, here. I, I don't have any power over the concession stands. I don't have nothing to do with that. You, that's yeah, Dennis right. Lucia stuff. Well, I, I'm, well, I'm making well, Mickey. We'll talk to hey, Mickey. <laughs> hey, Mickey, this is Hoodie Jew. Hey, Hoodie, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm all by your side, man. I love Dennis Allen, man. Can I get some free pass, you know, to be on the field oh. this year? Well, I'm not in control of that. You're going to have to go and talk to uh, the guy below me. I, I forgot his name. But listen, <laughs> I don't handle free tickets. <laughs> Oh, that's a bullshit, man. You're the GM. Hey, 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 hey Mickey, I, 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 Brother Jerry here, how you doing this evening? Oh. I'm doing good. Uh, uh, what is it, Brother Jerry? Good yeah, to hear from you. Now, listen, Brother Jerry, hold on. I got a question. Yeah, but hold on, Brother why? Jerry. First, why? I, why? I was listening to the show early, and I heard you cursing. And you know, I listen, I'm not going to answer any questions well, that they I got cursing in. <laughs> I'm not going to answer Mickey. any questions if you got cursing in them now. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 listen, I, Mickey, I my grandchild is listening to this. If you wasn't there. I, yes, I did go full rent on you. But I got to ask I gotta ask you this question. Why did you bring back Pete Carmichael as our OC? Every, and everybody wanted to get rid of him, especially me. Why did we bring – why did y'all bring Pete Carmichael back, bro? I, 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 I want to know. Well, we did it because, listen, Pete Carmichael is a wealth of information. You know, he runs a good system. It just had an off year. Man, I mean, man. we had injuries at the quarterback oh, position. We had injuries, and that's just what it is. We brought him back, and you'll see a better job no. next year. Seven, no, six, no, what, 17, 18 years? Come on, come on, Mickey. It's 
time for some fresh, some new stuff, man. It's time for new my, blood, bro. It's time for my final question. system, man. The final question, Mickey, is this. Everybody in New Orleans and state of Louisiana, who that nation wants to know. How much are y'all paying Dennis Allen? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's a state secret. <laughs> 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 Man, look at him, man. I want to thank Big Q. I want to thank <laughs> Big Q. Where you at, Ram, Saint? Mm -hmm. Where you at? I want to thank Hoodie Jewel, M.O.C., Coach Rock, Demetrius. I want to thank everybody in the chat for joining us tonight. <laughs> Have man. a great night, Mickey. Man, it's, been, it's been fun, man. Again, man, much love to my brother. Thank you, Hoodie, guys. The Big Q. Baby, let me tell you something. The OG. Again, coach, my co-host, Coach Rock, M.O.D., man. Thank you for blessing us, man, with your presence. First time yeah. on, my brother. Love you, big bro. Man, we appreciate it, man. Your family, you welcome anytime. We're looking forward um, to coming over there with you guys, man. Just let us know, man. And uh, listen, family, we about to get out here. Big Q, brother, I want to thank you, as always, man, for everything you do for Shout me. Shout out, man. bro. For all the uh, advice you give me, man, for answering any <laughs> question I, get, I got, man. I want to thank you for everything, my brother. And um, thank y'all, bro. To the chat, man. I love y'all, man. Y'all know. Love look, you it got thirty-four of us in the chat. I need thirty-four likes. You, if it's your first time, subscribe. Same to you, brother. And I need Appreciate everybody. You. I need everybody to share, man. Listen, we all family, baby. We all part of who that nation. All we want when it's when it's all said and done, we just want our team to be successful and win. That's, that's right. it. That that's what that's it. And we just all passionate we about our team, like every other fan base. You know what I'm saying? That's but right. With our podcast, we're not fighting each other and stabbing each other in the back. You know, nah. I'm, just, I'm just saying I ain't gonna throw those names out, you know. <laughs> no, they, they, they know they, they know who they are, you know. <coughs> <laughs> but with that being but, but, said, man, like we always go out, love uh, and who and that. Who and I life. see everybody Wednesday. We out. Keeping it real who that sports pod, legendary coach rock. Go 17, let's rock. Who that? Boss kick, black and gold, let's go. First and goal, from the one. Best believe, we go punch. Punching in, get them punch. With them saints, watch us march. Down the field, down your throat. Keeping it real, who that sports. Breaking news, interviews. Open lines, just for you. Call in, join in. Hell Nation, just win. B.I., Mount Zion, Coach Green, Oh My, CJ, JV, Trick or Trade, Jose. Uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby.